I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Heather McDonald has got the juicy scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life mister, segment serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop, the juiciest scoop is that I am coming to see you live. And right now, the only way to get those pre-sale code, get the pre-sale code, is on Patreon. And you can go there right now at heathermcdonald.net, click on Patreon, or of course you're a Patreon, go right to Patreon, and you'll get the code there, and you're gonna have one day to be able to buy these tickets and get the premium seats, okay? So right now, it's, you go to heathermcdonald.net, I'm not only going for my first show, May 27th at the Venetian in the Intimate Summit Room, so juicy, live juicy scoop with Chris Brangiola, Justin Martindale, and Spencer Pratt. But then I am off to San Diego at Humphreys by the Bay. Beautiful place. Napa Valley. Are you kidding me? That's happening in July. Then in August, I'm in Red Bank, New Jersey, Connecticut, New York and West Hampton Beach, New York, with Chris Brangiola, and then Sacramento and San Francisco. Everything is at heathermcdonald.net. Do not Google these cities. Go to heathermcdonald.net. I want you guys to get the best tickets. I don't want you to get trapped into some weird other site. And again, if you're a Patreon member, go there to find out the code, and then they will be on sale to the public starting Wednesday, March 29th. But today, Tuesday, you're part of Patreon, get the code and go and use that code at heathermcdonald.net and go to the city or cities that you want to see because the show is always going to be different. Now, let's get into it. Well, what a weekend after all your loving support. I appreciate it. And I'm ready to show you why you love me with a great show. Um, I had a, a really good weekend and on my way back, from Palm Desert to LA. I stopped in Palm Springs, which is just not too far from where I'm building a house in Palm Desert because Lala had just moved into her new house there, which is next door to Sheena Shea. And I'm like, can I stop by and see you? And it's so fun. So we had a really cute lunch. She was there with her friends, 
Logan and Leo and her mom, Lisa, and of course, the star Ocean. So we got to see the place, saw a cute lunch. I got to see Sheena and of course, Summer Moon, who was chilling, you know, and relaxing. And it was very, very fun. And let me tell you, the reunion is going to be probably the greatest reunion that'll ever go down in Bravo history. I got some firsthand scoop. I got some reenactments right there. But I don't want to ruin it for you guys. And obviously, I don't want to say anything I want. Because you know when people say, oh my God, I'm just starting to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for the very first time from the beginning. And everyone goes, oh, I'm so jealous. It's so good. Even if I, you know, I, I, even if you were like my friend and we were like in a tunnel, I would not tell you the stuff that I've heard because I want you to enjoy it. It's going to be so good. But I will tell you what's out there and then some of my theories um, from this epic taping. So during the reunion, and this is all out there on page six and stuff, alleged whatever scoop, uh, Tom and Raquel were pictured chatting while they're on a smoke break. And so it doesn't look like anything's crazy happening. They did take all of their phones. So that's why there's very, there weren't even like stills of them, like looking glam because they had to give their phone away. Um, and they couldn't even have their phone during any kind of breaks or anything. So it was, and that's something they never had done in the past. I know that. Um, also, I know that they, that Tom and Raquel went out to dinner after at M Musu and Frank's. So they were seen having a nice dinner there. That is one restaurant that also Tom has taken Ariana to and celebrated like anniversaries and stuff there. I've told you before that some men, I don't know if they just have a routine and they're so dumb and they just know, they're like, I know how to get there and I know where the parking is. And I mean, I've had a friend who got married on New Year's Eve and then when her husband cheated on her and then asked that woman to marry him, he asked her on New Year's Eve. There are people, there are men, I don't, I will never understand it. They're a different species. So we will, some men, we will never understand their motivation. But, um, so obviously they're dating. I don't know if they're exclusive. I don't know what's, you know, how this is going to work without the excitement of cheating and everything. Um, I would say to the producers right now, get every, get those cameras up and running as soon as possible. Let them have a two week break. Let them enjoy Easter. And then let's bring it back. I would bring them back so quick. I would not wait their normal three-month whatever break, right? Annie is shaking her head. No, we need this now. A lot of these Bravo shows, people are not caring as much about as they had. This, we're extremely invested in. People's husbands who have never watched Bravo are watching this, which is, I've always thought what was great about Vanderpump is that the guys are, that guys, men can enjoy it because the men are such a big part of it than like a real housewives. So anyway, the drama was explosively, according to everything in the news, um, for that nobody could calm down. The entire fire hours of shooting was just unheard of. People standing up, people having to separate people. Well, that is all true. I know who had to be separated. I'm not going to get Andy mad at me. Um, um, Apparently, Ariana did not go over the top, but she did cry sometimes. Um, oh, according to what I've read, my prediction is, I believe, true that Ra Raquel has dropped the temporary restraining order against Sheena, meaning 
they won't go to court that day. She will not pursue a permanent restraining order. I think that's wise. I don't think she had a case. Also, the whole thing is we know that she was a fangirl. We know that she went to meet James because she loved watching Vanderpump. She wants to stay on the show. She wants to stay on the show. She wants to stay relevant. Pursuing a restraining order against Sheena at this point will not behoove her in any way. It helped with being the victim, but in the long run, it doesn't make sense. And it wasn't true. You know, I don't, I don't believe she was, that, that it is necessary that she have this. It also has come out from fans that Tom Schwartz and his now supposed girlfriend, this girl, Joe, who was his platonic uh, roommate after breaking up with Katie, they're a couple. And some Vanderpump fans saw and took photos with the Toms in January 2023 um, in Big Bear, which is just a couple hours from L.A., with um, and Raquel and the girl Joe were there. So people were saying, how long did Schwartz know? Maybe that will somehow be revealed on the reunion. Certainly he'll be asked it. I think we know now he definitely probably knew for a few months, maybe not the entire time. And the biggest question is, when did this affair start? Everything said it happened around August, um, right before Sheena Shea's wedding in Cancun. That has all been uh, pretty much confirmed by everybody. Also, Raquel was a bridesmaid in Sheena's wedding. And also there's reports that she was supposed to be getting ready with all the girls three hours before you know the wedding to get cute all together. And she showed up three hours late, flustered, said she fell asleep at the pool or something, but nobody saw her at the pool. Do we know now that she was probably boning Sandoval? I would guess. Yes, she was. Um, so we're going to see that coming up next week. I believe the wedding's coming in the next couple episodes. And we're going to see that <clears throat> she acts like she's pursuing Schwartz when the whole time she's bon boning Sandoval. So that whole switcheroo. Another thing I noticed in the episode on Tuesday is that she goes, oh, are you going to the pool party? It's at Sandoval's house. Raquel said that. She didn't say it's at Sandoval's and Ariana or Ariana's. It's, it's Sandoval's house. Like, what is she looking around going, one day this will be my house. You know, I'm just saying, I don't know why everybody is so jealous of me. Um, you know, I tried to be friends with you girls and you girls never wanted to be friends with me. And the only person that wanted to be friends with me was Sandoval. So what do you expect me to do? That's just my prediction of what she will do. Um, it's heard that she was not very emotional, not very, um, be not feeling sorry, not crying tears of shame, more just like, it is what it is. And I'm sorry. You know, um, I don't know what she could have said to save herself. I think the thing to say would have been to just be totally honest and been like, I'm horrified. I feel terrible that this happened to you, Ariana, but it, it it's done now and we might end up being together. I don't know, but you, yeah, I, I did this, you know, and I, I, I'm disgusted with myself. Like, I don't know that she says that. That would be the kind of thing that could kind of save her. And just like I said from the beginning, the only thing that's going to get the public around her to forgive her is if they actually stay together enough to produce a child. Because once a child is born, then people will be like, well, obviously this was all kind of meant to be. And like, let's not um, be so upset. We're also going to see that Tom says, you know, about 
how little sex they had and with Ariana and so few times a year. And when they did have it, it wasn't really sexy. Of course, that's all disgusting and gross to reveal. And if you, you know, we've seen it throughout the seasons, he's talked about their, 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 their disappointing sex life. But that's, of course, no reason to cheat on your girlfriend and go behind her back. We're going to see, were, were they in an open relationship? No, they were not. Well, where did this information come from? Who put out the information that they might be in an open relationship? Did Raquel believe at that time that possibly they were in an open relationship and therefore when she started to cheat with Sandoval, the crime was less? So all of this is what makes the show so juicy. And while why everyone's talking about it, because everybody either has been in a situation like this, known someone, had a friend, or like me, I always say my favorite genre of television and film is infidelity. It is my favorite genre, and that is why, like, this is just crazy. Um, so um, I'll watch it. Where it's going to be very exciting. Like I said, I hope they pick up the camera soon and just keep going. Then Jax and Brittany made an appearance on Watch What Happens Live. And there's a couple interesting things that came out of that appearance. Um, it was brought up because Lala had mentioned that Jax um, was owed, that uh, Randall owed Jax a lot of money. We don't know. We assume it's some type of investment. Maybe, maybe he invested to be um, an investor in one of his movies, possibly also to act in it, because we know from that LA Times article that a lot of people would invest in Randall's movies in exchange for a role or or their wife to have a role or whatever. I don't know that Jack would Jax would do that, but possibly. It came up that it's at least $70,000 that he is still owed. And so Brittany revealed that. Then it got into what happened and why didn't you go to Stassi's wedding? Stassi, to remind you guys, she um, got married to this guy, Bo. They have a two-year-old daughter. She's now pregnant with her second child, she, along with Jax and Kristen, were all asked to leave the show during the summer of 2020, which the hell summer for everybody. And anyway, they were asked to go. Then she got pregnant. They did get married, I believe, when she was pregnant in like a small legal ceremony in which Jax said we did go to that. Then she planned a beautiful wedding in Italy. And was she was very, very hurt and disappointed that according to her at the last minute, like she said, she had her bags packed. She was literally waiting for the Uber to come pick her to go to Italy for her wedding when she got the final word from Brittany that there was they were not going to be able to come. And their friendship has been strained ever since. So Jax explained it on the show and he said, I really didn't want to spend $20,000 and travel with a one-year-old to Italy to go to this wedding. So we had decided that, um, and, and Brittany goes, and so I wasn't, he goes, I wasn't feeling that to start, but Brittany goes, and I failed to get um, Cruz's passport. So we were screwed that way anyway. So once they didn't have their son's passport, he said, I'll stay home with Cruz. You, Brittany, go with your mom to the wedding. And according to them, that was their plan. And then, unfortunately, the mom's best friend, that woman's husband, died suddenly. And obviously, she needed to be there for her friend. So it all fell apart, and they didn't go. And Brittany goes, I, 
uh, we did send her $500 for our, you know, w- what we cost for her, our charge of having two empty p- tables, you know, two empty seats at the wedding, which we know is expensive. And that's why you hate when you don't have a no, a no show at a wedding is really awful. And she said, and then she tried to not accept it and whatever, you know, Saucy tried to give the money back and Brittany was like, no. Now, this is what I want to tell to you, young people, as you're going to a wedding. This is a life lesson that you can learn life lessons from Vanderpump's rules. If someone invites you to a destination wedding, they usually send out a save the date. Really sit down with yourself, your partner if you have one, and say, do we want to go to this? What's the travel? What are we going to do with our kids? Can we get away? Is this something we want to do? And make the decision then. And right away, if it's a no, you tell the person, oh my gosh, so bummed. We would have loved to have gone. Unfortunately, at this time, we're not going to be able to swing this trip. But thank you so much. Send a gift. That's it. You tell them right away. And not being able to swing something, which is what I say a lot, whether it's a party, that could be, I can't change my schedule around. I have an obligation at home. I have something personal happening. People won't ask you, what do you mean you can't swing it? Nobody will ask you that. And, um, but I will say, if you invite someone to a destination wedding, in my opinion, etiquette according to Heather McDonald, if it's a destination wedding, I don't care who this person, what their relationship is with anybody, they should be able to take a plus one because you're asking them to travel. So whether that's they bring their sister, they bring a best friend, they bring a one night stand, they bring you know, their mom, they have to be able to have a plus one. On the other hand, if you are having a wedding and you're inviting people from LA and it's in Santa Monica, also in LA, then it's a Saturday at six and you're inviting somebody that knows 80% of the people at the wedding and they are not engaged and they do not live with someone and they don't have a serious partner, then you do not need to invite that person with a guest. And you just say, you don't even have to say it. If they're at, and anybody that you hear bitching about it, just be like, fuck off. You don't have to go. You don't want to go. You write back and you can call everyone. I'm horrified I'm not invited to a guest on a Saturday in Santa Monica. I'm, why didn't that bitch invite me with a guest? And then, you know, you can bitch all you want, but then right then, right, text the girl who invited you, the bride, and said, thank you for inviting me to the wedding on whatever in Santa Monica. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to swing that. I wish you all the happiness and see you soon. And make, don't, that's it. And she, if, but like, she has every right now to invite you to a guest if it is a local wedding. Okay. That is my opinion. Anyway, I hope that Jax and Brittany and Stassi and Bo and their little babies hang out because it is hard to find people where your kids all are the same age and they can have fun while you can actually talk to parents you like. It's a really hard thing to find. And if you have it, I say, really try not to screw that up and keep that fun friendship going. Also, not only did Jax and Stassi, they were a couple for a long time, they've been through the shit of being on the show and actually broke up, you know, cheating this and that, and were able to remain friends all these years. I don't think, I really hope the wedding thing that they're able to get past it because it's like literally they've been through war together. They've been through this unique experience of being on the show together and it's really sad and certainly i think there's going to be friendships from this past season 
that have gone on for over a decade that will not be able to be repaired, where someone will feel like, you lied to me, Sandoval, or whoever, and I feel like our friendship was all fake. Oh, the other thing people wondered, and I wondered this too, I couldn't get my head around, why did Sandoval pay $20,000 of his own money, was this real, whatever, to give it to James to throw on this beautiful engagement um, yeah, at, at Ruck, Coachella, in, you know, in Coachella to, for him to ask Raquel. That was his, I know now, it really did spend the $20,000. He really did give James that money or help plan it with him. Um, I was like, was he secretly pining for Raquel? Was he wanting? No. At that, this time, everything I've, I've figured out is I don't think that, that anything was going on with him and Raquel at that time. Um, as far as actually physically getting together. So I think, I think there's certain guys that just like to show up and look and look good, whether they're the first person to text you when, um, you know, your grandmother dies or they're, you know, picking up the dinner bill or whatever, um, which is all really nice. But if they're truly like a bad person at heart, which I do believe Sandoval is, I'm sorry, Raquel. I do think he's a bad person at heart. I think he's a selfish person. And I wouldn't want, if you were my daughter, I wouldn't want you ever dating or procreating with him. But I think maybe he just did that. So he looked great, great on TV, great to the cast members, great to everyone at home watching. What a great guy. What a generous guy. What a successful guy that he has $20,000 just throw out the window for something other than himself. So weird that Ariana would never have said, but they have, must have had their own relationship where she didn't tell him what to do. Now we're seeing all these clips of their weird dynamics and the times that she really would get annoyed with them. But I would have thought that was really, really weird if my partner was going to waste $20,000 on someone else's engagement party for a TV show. But a lot of people do things for TV shows. How many housewives have said, oh my God, the amount of money I spent on these parties, they gave me no money for it, but I had to appear to look rich. I think it's like that. So um, everything is telling us um, that, you know, this relationship really didn't start until like August of 2020. I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 22. So, okay. Very juicy, very juicy. Oh, also, while we were in Palm Desert, so we were in um, Lala's little community, and sorry, Palm Springs, and I see these two guys riding these fabulous bikes going to this little place to eat on this golf course within their community. And I go, James, and it was James and um, Jonathan Bennett, and they are married, and I've talked about them on the show, and, but also James and I were on Wendy Williams together. So I go, James, and I'm like, hi, and I give him a hug. And he's like, hi, and he's like, got a Southern accent. And, um, and he goes, and this is part of the casualty of being Heather McDonald and Juicy Scoop. And I go, how? I go, oh my God, how are you? And he's like, oh my God, I haven't, um, I haven't seen you since you talked shit about us on your show. So I just want to say, you know, I did talk about the real friends of West Hollywood. And I, I don't know what I said specifically about James. But I am probably one of the only person that watched the whole thing and completely covered it. And I do think they are a dynamic, fun, very good looking, fun couple. And I think that they should do a whole nother reality show, but in Palm Springs. And you can feature some of these Hollywood people that now have second homes in the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. And I'm pitching them. So um, they're very, very nice. Super cute. And I introduced, you know, they all met. They didn't know Lala. So hopefully they'll all hang out and have fun and they could have a whole nother reality show over there. So you're welcome. Um, let's get into the Gwyneth Paltrow, the latest celebrity riveting trial that is going on right now. Let me explain everybody to, to you. Let me explain this to you guys. First of all, this happened in 2016 seven years ago. And this photo I have up here is the first day of the trial. Gwyneth Paltrow was um, looking a lot like Jeffrey Dahmer. She had those glasses on. A lot of people brought it up. She got cuter after. But let me explain what this trial is about. So seven years ago, Gwyneth Paltrow is there with her then boyfriend. He's now her husband. He has two kids. She's with Apple and Moses. At the time, Moses is nine. And they're going down um, beginner runs with her paid instructor from Deer Valley. And this man who is suing her originally sued her for $3.1 million. He says she ran into him. And because of that, he is, he's an optometrist. He, um, he suffered cracked ribs and also a brain injury that he says he has never recovered from. Um, and also in it, uh, there's been testimony that he had some girlfriend for many years. And then that relationship fizzled after the trauma of this 
ski accident that happened on the bunny run where Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> ran into him. And therefore he couldn't, he was never the same, I guess, because the brain injury and then therefore the love of his life left him. So what I, so what happened was he sued Gwyneth for 3.1 million. She's done depositions about this in which she, you know, he said she didn't care. She ran into me and then just took off and didn't see if I was okay and didn't do any kind of follow-up. And she, in her depositions before the trial said, I was with a ski instructor who said, go ahead, I'll fill out the report. I'll take care of it. I have to say, if I was paying a ski instructor like $200 an hour to be with us privately and this happened and I'm already hurt because she's saying, Gwyneth is saying, no, he ran into me. I would, but I'm saying, go back. I would, I would expect that the people of Deer Valley that work there would take care of this. So the question is, was she an elitist asshole like in this and didn't care about this old man or was she in fact the victim? So she, he has then gone from 3.1 million suing her down to only 300,000. A lot of people are like, why didn't she settle? Why, why is she doing this? Well, she is now counter suing for only $1. Classy lady, like a Taylor Swift. Remember Taylor Swift only went after sued Scooter for $1. She just wanted her uh, music back. Um, she one dollar and her legal fees, which the legal fees I'm sure are going to far succeed three hundred thousand. But um, she is like, no, this is bullshit. This didn't happen. This guy is going after me because I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Some of the evidence. So they go to trial, and I believe that. Granted, I think she was like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to just fold. This is such bullshit." And I kind of appreciate her for that also because this has been pretty entertaining and I'll tell you why in a second. But also I just think maybe she saw the um, Pirates of the Caribbean, what's his name, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and all of that. And it did really research, give him a resurgence. And she really has not been acting. She's been extremely successful, obviously, with Goop and her online businesses and stuff. But we haven't seen her acted. And I kind of wondered, was she officially done with acting? I mean, she won an Oscar. She thanked Harvey Weinstein when she won her Oscar for for Shakespeare in Love. Just just a fact. Um, but I do think, you know, she's attractive. And I'm sure she could act in something. And I mean, I love this one movie she did with Michael Douglas, The Perfect Murder. That is a rainy day, juicy scoop classic. And go watch that. So. Um, so anyway, I, I it's nobody really knows. Who ran into whom? She is saying he ran into her. She was going down the mountain. And the, the thing about running into each other in skiing, in case you're not a skier, the person, it's like the same reason if you rear end a car, it's going to be your fault, even if they slammed on the brakes. Well, certainly if you're skiing and you're going down a mountain, how are you going to see the person behind you? So if you get hit from behind, it's 100% their fault. Gwyneth is saying, I was hippie from behind. I was skiing down this mountain and I felt this body come up against my back and heard this grunting sound. She said, it felt like a sexual assault. I felt like I was being sexually assaulted, which is, you know, kind of a bold thing to say, but that's what she said. And she said the skis came in between her skis and they both fell over. She then turned to him and cursed and said, you ran into my effing back. And he said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. 
And then she got up and went and went back down the hill because her children were down there and they were planning on having lunch. And he um, said she never cared about how he was. And she said, well, because the instructor was there to take care of him. And so meanwhile, she's being questioned. Now she gets a little cuter the second day. This is the, now she put her hair down the middle. She wore black and she looked a lot better. She got rid of the dermal glasses. And his attorney is questioning her. And I have to say, much like the Johnny Depp trial, the attorney was not great. This was not an episode of, you know, law and order where these attorneys are sharp and smooth and not stumbling over words. This chick was stumbling over words. She was, you know, and she's, I think she's a little starstruck, to be honest, you know, talking to her. And Gwyneth is loving every minute. And she said, but Miss Paltrow, you would say, um, but you don't, you don't know if anyone saw the accident. No, I don't know if anyone saw the accident. I just know that he clearly ran into me. And you didn't seem to care how he was doing after that. And she goes, eh, can I ask your question? I'm sorry, what's your name again? To the attorney. And the woman goes, Kristen. She goes, Kristen, um, usually when you're a victim, um, which I was, you're not thinking about how the perpetrator is doing. Okay, Kristen? I mean, oh. it, it's that kind, like she, it's that kind of arrogance. It's like, I always remember someone said, um, people who have like histrionic disorder or whatever, they think everybody is on a first name basis, even if it's their doctor. So if they're, if everyone called someone, Dr. Lisa Johnson, you'd be like, I saw Lisa for my pap smear yesterday. And you're like, what? Who's Lisa? You mean Dr. Lisa Johnson that we all go to? I only call her Dr. Johnson. It's that kind of thing. So she was kind of putting her in her place. Like, hey, Kristen, you know, uh, I mean, just cool as a fucking cucumber. Okay. Like she didn't have to go home and light that vagina candle after. It was whoo, wafting through the air. Like she was feeling her shit. And um, so she's just um, sticking to her story that it was he who ran into her. There was also an email that when he wrote his daughter, the uh, eye doctor, um, something in the in the byline said, um, famous, I guess I'm going to be famous now. I was, you know, ran into by Gwyneth Paltrow on the slope. So um, maybe her son might be called to the stand, Moses. Nobody, no like non-biasing party that was with either one of them, no buddy they found is like seven years ago I was going down the bunny slope too and I saw her run into him or he run into him it didn't happen um so and she's saying that her people are saying that this man already had um can recovered from cancer and had partial blindness so any kind of ailments he has now at 76 years old seven years after the fact of this bunny slope accident Really, I should not be blamed for. And then it was about the height. So then Kristen, the attorney, is like, um, how tall are you? How tall are you, Gwyneth? And she's like, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm like five, nine or ten. <laughs> I would love to be that tall. She's like, well, I am. And she goes, well, and Miss Paltrow, um, you're, you consider yourself small, but you're mighty, right? You're mighty. And, and then she's, and she's like, but next to the doctor, 
that you hit, um, you can see I'm only five, four and we're about the same height. Can you see that? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I've always been a tall bitch. I don't know what to tell you, lady. Like she didn't say that, but it was. Um, so I predict Gwyneth will win a hundred percent. Gwyneth is going to win unless there is video, which it appears there is not. They would have found that in discovery for the last seven years of her in her outfit with her helmet running into the sky and like not giving a shit or um, did she give a shit about the accident? No. Even if she hit him, she does. She didn't care. Okay. She didn't think it was big deal. Now, whether she's telling the truth or not, she's saying she was hit. She cared about the fact that um, this guy touched her in some way because of the accident. She cared that she might've had to miss um, a half a day of skiing. She cared that she, you know, was paying for this instructor and this same shit happened. So she wasn't pleased, but this is a real bold move to be like, no, guess what? We're going to court. I'm ready to have some fun. I'm ready to be booked on another Netflix series. And this is going to be the resurgence of the Gwyneth Paltrow acting career. Watch, 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 watch. Ah, the Selena Gomez and um, Hailey Bieber has continued. So. It's come to a little bit. What, what happened here? And I'll remind you guys. Selena Gomez dated Justin Bieber when they were kids. They um, I went through the whole saga of this, but then he met Haley Bieber. They fell in love. I mean, her name was Haley Baldwin. Now she's Haley Bieber and they got married. But there's little things that happen on social media with the fans. And they the fans believed that in a nutshell, Haley Bieber was mocking Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez um, fans, whether they're bots or they're bot trolls or they really are real teenage kids that are diehard, if you say anything about Selena, they do come after you. I have been the recipient of it one time. Um, So I believe it's real. So people are coming after Haley because during this time, they discovered all these things about Haley that were really shady. I just came across a compilation video of all the times that she has hired paparazzi to take photos of her and for her to act like, you know, she didn't know they were coming. There's literally videos of her coming out of a car and then doing it a second time, being like, did you guys get it? And then as they're snapping, like walking backwards, snapping, she's like with her head down, like she she loves the fame. She wasn't a supermodel in her own right before she met. Justin Bieber, and all this little stuff that she does where she copies um, Selena's posts and stuff, I think it's all on purpose to keep us talking about her. The reason that's interesting is this was the story three weeks ago. Vanderpump has been going on, started two weeks ago. Last week, it was about me. I don't believe this story was not happening anymore. But just this weekend, Selena then had to post on her stories, Haley Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity. This isn't what I stand for. No one should have to experience hate or bullying. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. So, um... Of course, the minute this happens, it's a very smart way to go. When you are on the end of 
99.9 of society not being on your side and you are a social, um, you're in social media and you are a public figure, one thing that makes the trolls stand down, stand down with their pitchforks is, oh my God, I have now gotten death threats. You know, I've gotten comments. I've gotten death threats on my social media. I have always said, come on. You know, I got the rat emojis too from the, I mean, I don't, I never felt someone was coming to my door. I'm not saying it isn't disturbing when you look at it, but you can also turn off your comments. You can also put your phone away for a couple of weeks until a big story breaks about somebody else. You can, you know, but it's very interesting that three weeks later is when she's like, I'm getting death threats now. Wouldn't you have been getting them three weeks prior? I don't know. Um, it was very nice of Selena to do that. I don't believe that Selena like presses a button and is like, release the Selena bots. I don't believe it. However, she has, you know, so many followers and who knows if there's like subgroups of people organizing some type of attack when they feel like she has been, um, Selena has been attacked. As far as Justin and Haley Bieber go, they are married. I hope they're in love. I hope they stay together till they're 90. And I do think the thing to do is just not to give this Haley Bieber any more attention. It seems like that's what she wants. And um, everything I've seen, she's very Hilaria Baldwin. She's very, very thirsty for, which I said, and Hilaria is her aunt. Um, it's She's very thirsty to stay in the limelight. Be and both just like Hilaria and Haley, they're really famous because of who they married. So. She is a she is beautiful. She does, you know, she can be a model. She has products and stuff. I don't know who's buying them, but you know, uh, that's what I think. I thought she, I think I always wonder it's so I do believe that sometimes people create their own um enemies or they like they troll themselves. That's been proven with people like just trying to act like oh my god, you know. Um but the, but hey, we've I've been through it. It sucks. I turn off your comments or remove them for a while. Go private if you have to. Come back. People forget and move on. Um, Reese Witherspoon is divorcing her second husband. He is a talent agent. And she said um, they they got married. So she had two kids with Ryan Phillippe, who she met on the set of Cruel Intentions. And she has a lookalike daughter and a son that looks just like Ryan. Then she has one son with this guy and they've been together for 11 years and a famous story that happened with them. This is Juicy Scoop history is he was driving and they he got pulled over for, I believe, suspicion of driving under the influence. And she popped out of the car and she was talking to the officer. She was buzzed herself and saying, you know, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? How can you? And that didn't look good for Reese Witherspoon at the time. Um, I'm sure Reese and Gwyneth are great friends. Anyway, it didn't look great, um, but they moved on. And since then, Reese did a really brilliant thing where she created this huge um, media company in which she collected all these books that were hits. And she has all this content to be made into movies and series, one being the Crawdogs thing and all these different movies that are coming up. She just sold that company 
for $900 million or something to that big corporation, Blackstone. See who she sold it to, um, which is this company kind of scares people because they own so much. So now they own all the content of this movies too, but you can't blame her for making that big sale. Blackstone Group is who she sold it to. What will he get of that? Did that have anything to do with their breakup? I've read other places that she just said they were became platonic. They weren't romantic anymore. And, you know, she probably was like, at this point in my life, I want a real romantic partner. Who knows? People break up for a lot of reasons. Um, but I'm curious of how much, you know, if that was how much he got of that. Or, in fact, did he do that deal for her since he's an agent? If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. But they are no longer together. And this is what she said on her Insta. We have some personal news to share. It is with a great deal of care and consideration that we have made the difficult decision to divorce. We have enjoyed so many wonderful years together and we are moving forward with deep love, kindness, and mutual respect for everything we have created together. Our biggest priority is our son and our entire family as we navigate this next chapter. These matters are never easy and are extremely personal. We truly appreciate everyone's respect for our family's privacy at this time. Reese and Jim. Well, I will say, since I'm not respecting your privacy because I'm talking about it, but um, I love that you said we're not going to remain best friends. Thank you for saying that because I don't believe you're best friends. You don't divorce your best friend. So thank you for that. It was, it was a, I liked it. I feel like she actually really thought about writing it and just didn't give it to a PR or social media person to do. I hope they have the most amicable, rich person divorce ever and the kids are you know um doing fine unfortunately speaking more on celebrity divorce uh olivia wilde she was never married to jason sudeikis of ted lasso um but they did share two kids and they were planning on getting married but then she started directing harry styles in don't worry about it darling and took her kids jason sudeikis favorite homemade salad dressing that she only made for him and the family, took that salad dressing to Harry Styles and started to fuck him with it. Okay. They started to screw. They broke up and it's been a contentious custody situation and child support situation ever since. And they're going back and she is claiming, Olivia Wilde is claiming that Jason Sudeikis, who makes a lot more money than she, is trying to get her into debt by trying to fight this. And part of it is they cannot agree on where, if it's New York or California, where in fact all this legal stuff should take place. What is their home base? And thought is that Jason Sudeikis would do better in New York as far as um, how much money you would have to pay her versus the laws in California and where in which she may be favored. He has a lot more money, probably because he has ownership of uh, Ted Lasso, I would guess. I don't know if he was the creator of it. Um, he's been in a lot of blockbuster movies. And I just think he's a more established Hollywood person. 
she apparently comes from family money, but the, it's not about your family money. It's how much, you, much, how much you make. And I think she has established herself as an up and coming, you know, director. But oftentimes directors just get paid a fee to direct the movie. They unless she created it or has some back end or is a producer, she might just be making money as a director. So they are have not settled on that. Meanwhile, her ex-boyfriend, Harry Styles, because they broke up, is dating Emily Radajewski. And I call it ride a jet ski, okay? Because that's how I was told I won't screw it up. Um, this girl, I, I cannot believe the publicity train that her romance has gotten around. She is very beautiful, and she was in Gone Girl. And honestly, I don't know what, oh, I guess she was in the, the music video is really what made her famous. People ask me, like, why, who is she? But anyway, she dates a lot of people. She's dated Pete Davidson. She dated um, another unattractive comedian. I forgot his name. Um, she's dated all these other. Uh, uh, what? Eric Andre um, for like a minute where they both did like they did like a nude photo of them themselves and posted it. I mean, the thirst is real. Like she should be friends with Hilaria Baldwin and Haley Bieber and Emily and Julia Fox should go out to lunch. They need to go out to lunch at a place where the paparazzi can get really good photos of them when they come out. There is a photo of Emily kissing Harry Styles that it looks like she literally took his face and stuck her tongue down it and it was like looking in the corner to make sure that the paparazzi caught it. Like <laughs> there is no way this girl does anything that is not made for the media to find out about it. And um, so who knows? I mean, I. I still think that he would be happier with someone that can wear his outfits that is uh, a guy. I, I just, I think he's missing out. I think he's missing out. He's one of those people that I believe needs, he's on the wrong team. That's what I think. That's what I may have heard. Allegedly. It doesn't matter. Emily, go for it. Um, this will last, uh, hold on, hitting the psychic. This will be over by, definitely by May. This is going to be over by May. So enjoy it. Enjoy the 32 uh, page six articles that will come out between now and when they officially call it quits and she's seen with someone else. Also, Joanna Krupa. Let me remind you of who Joanna Krupa is. Joanna Krupa was in Real Housewives of Miami the first few seasons. And in that storyline, she was in love with a guy named Roman, who their storyline was that he didn't want to have sex with her. But they had sex anyway, or they didn't, but they got married and then they got divorced. And then she married somebody else. And I believe they have a child. Anyway, they're now getting divorced. Of course, the juiciest thing about Joanna Krupa is that um, there was a lawsuit between she and Brandy Glanville in which Brandy Glanville went on Watch What Happens Live and, and made a comment about Muhammad Hadid had allegedly told Brandy something about Joanna Krupa's nether regions. Okay? Don't sue me, Joanna Krupa. Look it up. Call it Fishgate. It was a big story. And 
they settled eventually. And then she married this guy and I believe she had a baby. Anyway, they're getting divorced. So that's more celebrity divorce news. Speaking of Real Housewives of Miami, the second season since the reboot has ended the reunion. And I think the juiciest thing about it is that Larsa Pippen, who is former wife of Scottie Pippen, Pippen, who is a big NBA player, she's 48 years old and she is a proud content creator on OnlyFans, most famous for leading men on on DMs and sending feet pics. She also said that she, um, throughout her marriage with Scottie Pippen, had sex four times a night for 23 years until they broke up. Well, now, not every night, because there'd obviously be times he was on the road and there'd be times when she was giving birth. But I guess for any other time that he was in the bed with her, they had to have it four times a night. So everyone, when they heard that, literally myself included, just like clenched our vagina shut and was like, ouch. So who's to say if it's true or not? Who cares? A lot of people on TV like to brag about how much sex they, sex they have. Nobody more than Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. Get ready there. As co-hosts, you're going to hear about every time they had sex. And if, they, if anything that's too hot for their daytime talk show, lucky for them, they started a podcast keeping it real about boning every day, four times a night. I don't know what they're going to say. Anybody that talks about it that much, in my opinion isn't probably having it, but whatever. Um, so she said, um, so she had a problem with this cute girl who is a doctor. She's an anesthesiologist named Nicole. And they were getting into it. And Larsa Pippen goes, please get a real job. Your job is putting people to sleep. Like, says, says the person who is selling photos of her toes, which nothing against that, girl. Make a lot of money. If there's idiots in the world that are going to buy photos of your toes, make that money, okay? If you can make the money that Nicole can make putting people to sleep, going to 15 years of school after college or whatever it took, go for it. Dr. Tiffany Moon, who I've had on my show, she was on Dallas, rest in peace. That show is not on anymore. Anyway, she's an anesthesiologist. I follow her and she was she had some choice words for Larsa too. Anyway, that season is concluded and it is very good. And that was pretty fun. New Jersey has been on and there's there was a disturbing thing that's happening um, in an upcoming episode in which Louie, Teresa's fiance at the time of filming, now husband says, in order to make uh, your nieces to Joe Gorga, his soon-to-be stepdaughters, more comfortable, I wear Nona's pajamas around them. Nona is their grandpa, Teresa and Joe Gorga's dad, who passed away. The internet went crazy because we only saw a clip of it. Why? I mean, I'm imagining Louie wearing these old grandpa pajamas that he, most grandpas don't exchange, don't you know, throw away their pajamas every year. They probably, it could have been around for 15 years, same pair of pajamas, like an old Italian grandpa. I'm imagining Louis walking, scuffling around and being like, hey guys, want to hug me and pretend I'm Nona? Want to smell the pajamas? That's what everyone is thinking. Teresa has now made it clear, no. He wore the same pajamas as my dad. So then I thought, oh, 
So if Nona always wore these checkered pajamas from Hanes, actually Louie bought the same pair. I was like, all right, no. Nona <laughs> had a pair of pajamas, according to Teresa, that still had tags on it that he had never wore before he died. And those pajamas are the ones that Louie wears around the house. Still very weird. And I say, buy some new pajamas. Anyway, they're having their issues because of what I talked about last week. There's a pizza gate happening, not the pizza gate that you're thinking. I mean, a real pizza oven gate problem. It's where they were going to have this pizza oven subscription-based thing. Teresa's saying Joe Gorga cost Louis $250,000. Joe is saying there was nothing anything like that, but Louis take, took my idea for the pizza oven. All of this led to them no longer being friends. Meanwhile, Melissa and Joe said on their podcast, we, the cast of Real Housewives of New Jersey, has, for the first time in the history of her being on the show for 13 years, received a gag order from Bravo saying, stop talking about the show, I guess. Stop sharing uh, fan accounts with um, information. I'm confused because they all have podcasts and literally she's talking about the gag order, which I would think would be something that she's not allowed to talk about. So I don't know. There's also been some other people that have been talking about the Gorgas and their issue with their homes and their, their contractors that are, are allegedly uh, waiting for their payments. And then there's stuff with the Envy store. And now these people are saying we're receiving cease and desist that we can't do TikToks about it. We can't talk about it. And I don't know any of that, but it seems like Joe and Melissa are on the offensive to save their reputation and save their spot on the show. Meanwhile, Kathy Wahili, remember her with Rosie? Kathy uh, was on for like two years. Kathy no longer talks to Teresa. And Kathy also um, isn't close to Melissa, according to what Melissa said. She said, I kind of, once Kathy got off the show, I didn't really talk to her anymore either. And I also didn't talk to her because I wanted to be loyal to, to Teresa. Anyway, they bought a house, like two, horse, two houses down, according to what I've read, allegedly, from Joe and Melissa. So it's like, oh my God, are they going to weasel their way back on the show? Or are they spending all their time focusing on these new girls um, that are like 35, 40 years old? Are they going to be the new New Jersey housewives? I don't know. I don't find them that interesting. But um, there you go. So that's going on there. Then I watched the first three episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip. And they go to Thailand. And how do I feel about it? Let's go through it. Okay, so first of all, we I'll get to the, the, the juice. Okay, Leah. Leah from New York, who said that she liked me, but then again, she heard the show and said, I, I guess I said something about her. I whatever. When I, this, I don't know how I feel about her, but she did kind of do something super annoying on the show. So Leah is at this time of filming. She doesn't know if she's coming back to New York or not. She is officially not. The um, legacy, which is all the OGs of New York, is still permanently put on hold because Jill Zarin wanted favored nations, meaning we all make the same. 
and the other women, you know, weren't going to agree to that. And Bravo wasn't going to agree to that. And so then it got put on hold. And Jill was like, you guys go ahead, do the show without me. I don't care if we all make a million dollars an episode or one dollar an episode. I just think we should all make the same because I was an original and I brought many of you on the show and I helped cast the show. And I'm just going to stick to my guns on this. I'm going to have the principle of this. You can all call me thirsty. Well, I'm not that fucking thirsty because I'm not doing the show. So that show's put on hold. And then Leah didn't get asked to be on the new New York with all the other new girls. But she got to go to Thailand. And um, she is sober. And meanwhile, Heather is a real odd bird. Heather Gay, real odd. And she comes and is like, um, oh, are you sober? Oh, is that going to be hard? Oh, you know, within an hour later, she's like, let's get you drunk. I mean, why can't you have a drink? And then she's like, well, you know, I'm sober. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I read your book. And Leah's like, wait a minute, Heather Gay. You read my, my whole book, which is about addiction. And this is a huge deal for me. And you're going to like jokingly see if I can have drinks for the first time in a couple of years. To, like, what? Anyway, we always wondered what was the deal with Heather. And when I interviewed Whitney Rose, I said, Whitney, I think that she has drank the Kool-Aid and she loves being famous and she doesn't really know how to maneuver it. And that is true. She also has some, I believe, uh, people in her in her um, squad that are double agents, like her glam squad. They're double agents because I have never seen a more horrific shout out to Michael McHugh. He is a Juicy Scooper, Juicy Scoop obsessed. And he submitted this. And I believe he is a gay man. So I believe he legally can write this. Okay. I don't know. Whoever gave her that wheelchair and put her in that dress, LOL, what gay did she piss off? And her name is Heather Gay. I believe that Heather is in a similar situation that I was into this this past week, thinking people are her friends who actually hate her guts. And I believe her her glam squad, maybe not the people who did her makeup and hair because she looks okay, but whoever styled her is not her friend. And she needs to fire that person. Don't ask, Heather, don't ask why they don't like you. You don't need to know. You just need to find another stylist. It is so horrible. It's like this. Just go to my YouTube and subscribe. Look at this freaking photo. Go to my Instagram. We'll include this on the Instagram. It is the worst, most unflattering thing I've ever seen in the history, in the history of confessionals on Bravo. This is by far the worst thing I've ever seen. Anyway, she is, you know, wrote a book about um, Bad Mormon. We did a, who's our guy that did the book report? Jacob Halvick did the book report. He's also going to be doing a book report on Paris. And I got the book. So I'm going to read the book too. And we're going to cover that next week. Anyway, Paris's book. And so she tried. So she, anyway, she said so they get there. And it's all about her and, and Whitney um, Rose and why they're not friends anymore. And it all comes down to, you know, you didn't support me this season, whatever. But what was juicy is right when it starts, they just got word while she was like flying on the plane that Jen Shaw had pled guilty. And they're like, what is that like, Heather? Like you had her back this whole time and she kept going, I'm a ride or die. I'm a ride or die. 
Well, Giselle's like, well, how do you feel about the fact that she lied to you all this time? She said that she was innocent. And then she, she's like, well, she did call me five minutes before she pled just to give me a heads up. But I still am going to support her. And they're like, but you're going to still support her knowing what she did. Like, it's one thing to support her when she was saying these are all lies. They're out to get me. It's because I'm the brown girl that has money. I don't know why they're doing this to me. You know, that was one thing to support her. But now you know the truth. And I think in Heather Gay's defense, like, give her a minute to, like, wrap her head around it. But um, I think that she has listened to these people. All all these yes people around her are the ones putting her in this awful outfit. Okay? So I think next season she will get rid of the Jen Shaws, get rid of the horrible stylist. The book about being a bad Mormon is over with. We'll see. So anyway, I want you guys to watch it. I like it. Either I like to see some stuff in Thailand. One of the things we heard while they were filming is that Leah, who I spoke about, who is the um, recovering addict and alcoholic, she's also a Catholic who uh, converted to Judaism and is no longer on Real Housewives of New York and is young with a really good body. The rumors that we heard is that she was throwing elephant shit at her cast members while they went to an elephant um, sanctuary. We see them go to the elephant sanctuary and the ladies running it say okay you guys go and take the mud and rub it all over the elephants it's sunscreen for them and they like it you should do that so they start doing it and Portia throws some some mud like on Giselle's butt or whatever and they're kind of laughing just then one of the giant elephants just shits bunts dumps in the water that's about like mid-calf deep. And that's when they all are like, ew, is, does this mud have shit in it? Yes, it does. It does. So then they get kind of grossed out. They run and wash off. We never see Leah do that. So that was just a rumor, you know, but we do know that the other rumor that we heard in the ultimate girls trip that's coming up soon is that, um, Brandy made out with Caroline Manzo. That we know, according to Caroline and Brandy and everybody else, whatever, that most likely happened. This thing didn't. So I don't know how juicy this season's going to be because that's what we heard about the past. But they wash off their shit. And I also want to say anything that's involving animals and shit, I no. The other thing I hated is what, what I thought was so gross, and it happened in two different um, housewives. They go to the Bahamas and they ride horses that go in the water and the horses go up to like to the top of their legs and they were in the ocean doing that and the horses started to shit and then one of the girls fell off the horse so now they're in the ocean with the horse shit like i just gross like this is not okay this is not okay bravo anyway then they go out to eat and someone asks alexia from miami didn't you have a husband who had a gay lover she tells a story. She said, yes, my second, my first husband went to prison for um, cocaine dealing. And then I fell in love with this rich other guy. And when he died, I found out that he had a gay lover. And everyone's like, what? And so she starts to tell the story. Well, she talked about it with Leah on the bus ride over. So Leah is like, so bored of this story. Newsfest. Why do we have to hear this again? And someone's like, um, because we haven't heard it. She's like, okay, well, I just don't think it's that interesting. 
I'm sorry. As someone who's watched Real Housewives, I think Alexia's story is one of the juiciest Real Housewives stories in the history of Real Housewives stories. And she's been completely honest about it, even talking to the lover on the phone and planning on meeting him. But then he got a cold feet to come on camera. That's going pretty far with your personal life and being really being completely like anti, not homo, not homophobic at all about it, being like, hey, you know what? I didn't think so. He was always into being with me. But if he's bisexual, he's bisexual and like whatever. She was like really great about it. And what a juicy story. So they're asking questions and Leah's just like, well, I'm bored. So then the next day they go on a boat trip and she just kind of continues to be an asshole. And um, so anyway, watch it. It's on Peacock. I like seeing, I hope they show more stuff in Thailand. To me, that's sort of interesting. They're in a beautiful villa and they scored in finding this guy named Pepsi, who is their, um, their concierge for the, for the thing. Um, and they're funny. Like Portia asked Pepsi to get her Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, and of course, Heather Gay is like, I want to hang out with Portia and have her tag me a few times because she has 7 million followers. And everyone's like, see, Heather, you're only in this for the fame. All of you are in this for the fame. All of you are in this to make money, be on TV, and then keep that fame going on long enough so that you can make more money. Nobody is doing it so that they can literally, you know, save the children of the world. Nobody is doing it for anything other than their own selfish reasons, which does not make them a bad person. This is the deal. So like, like I said, any woman over 35 that has more than 700 followers on her social media is a thirsty bitch. Okay. Cause no one has 700 personal friends. So if you're, so anybody, any Bravo person that's calling anybody thirsty, myself included, if you have more than 700 people on your Instagram, you're a thirsty bitch too. So just stop being so hypocritical and watch the ultimate girls trip. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Bravo then and now is reporting then versus now it's an Instagram account is reporting that Camille, who I do really like, has been on the show. I'd love to see her come back on Beverly Hills and Denise, who I also really like, has been on my show. They were hanging out and apparently filming on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Also, Kim Richards was photographed filming with um, Kyle and maybe a new girl, like going on a hike. And so I am loving the return of all these girls. I think these are all great choices to come back. They have history. They're interesting. They're beautiful. Like, let's do it. Um, one thing I thought was interesting in my interview that I did with Jill after she went to the Oscar parties, Jill Zarin, is that Kathy Hilton said, I'm not filming right now. And I, that was a shock to me. I thought Kathy Hilton, the whole reason they got rid of Lisa Renna was to keep Kathy Hilton. I don't know if she's filming right now, but according to Jill Zarin, she told her at the Oscar party, I'm not filming right now. I can't, like I said, I'm looking forward to reading um, on my spring break with my son. I'm looking forward to um, reading Paris's book and really thinking about what this is going to do and how that's going to make um, Kathy Hilton, look, I know that if I had any filming opportunity coming up with Kathy Hilton and I was any of these women, I would lock myself in a closet and read that book and bring it up 
bring up the stuff of like, what was that like? Why would you do this as, as a parent? How did you feel? How do you feel about this book? How do you feel about the things that she has shared about her childhood with you, with the world? You know, how that's that's what I would be doing. That could be really juicy. But she always acts really aloof. And that that makes me think that she's like, I'm not going to do this season because of the Paris book. That's my opinion. So I don't know that we'll see her at all, but we're going to see these girls. And I'm excited for that, according to all of this. Ron Richards also is saying that um, the, the judge has ordered that Tom Girardi, Erica Jane's um, ex-husband, will have to stand a, um, an evaluation to see if he is, in fact, really has dementia, which he's claiming to have, or is it all an act? What is it? Okay. And um, I think that would be very hard to fake. Like, how? I don't know. How would you, def how would they, no, I think it would be easy to fake dementia. I think it would be hard to prove that you're faking it. So if people asking questions, you just are like, what? And then you're like, give me that again. Remind me who this person is again. I don't know. That I would love, I obviously they're going to film it. I would pay huge money to watch that. Um, if in fact he really is acting, that's crazy. Um, I hope he's acting because dementia is a horrible thing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that even on a Tom Girardi, but them discovering if he's faking it or not, I think is such, such a juicy element of this, of this reality world that we live in. That's also in real life. And I just wonder if anybody has ever gone down this route to avoid prosecution of all of his legal crimes. Very juicy. Um, Luann Deleceps, according to page six, um, went to go see Cinderella. And it's not Cinderella? Bad Cinderella. Oh, bad Mormon, bad Cinderella. Okay. Bad Cinderella. Um, and, and she was seated, according to this, too close to Bethany Frankel and got up and left. Now, according to the research that Annie did, a publicist just saw that two housewives in which they were giving free tickets to were coming. This publicist obviously wasn't listening to Juicy Scoop. She just heard the names and knew they were both on New York and said, oh, that'll be fun. I'm sure these gals love to see each other at the play and put them next to each other and had no clue that they shouldn't be put next to each other, that they aren't in a good place. I didn't know that they were in a bad place, but I guess it makes sense because remember, um, when Bethany was like, it's all about the cabaret, it's all about the cabaret and that whole thing. And, you know, it's, you know, please don't tell me it's not about Tom. And I don't even know what happened first. I don't know if Tom, Tom came, Tom came first, then the cabaret, then the DUI or did, the, or was it Tom DUI cabaret? Anyway, Bethany was all part of it and she's not friends with Bethany anymore. So don't anybody sit them in a restaurant next to each other or in a play next to each other. So you guys, remember you go to heathermcdonald.net to get your tickets. If you're part of Patreon, check Patreon to get the code for today. This goes on public to the public Wednesday, but if you're Patreon, you can get the code today and get the best seats available right now at heathermcdonald.net. Come see me live with all your favorite Juicy Scoop guests and We'll have a great time. Thank you. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. 
when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.